They say markets work a certain way. They say if you want high returns, you have to accept higher risks. Cox Automotive says, you take the upside, we'll take the risk. Introducing Upside by Cox Automotive, the all-new way to wholesale that turns that old wisdom upside down. Visit takethepside.com to learn more. Welcome to Daily Drive for Monday, November 14th, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. And I'm Kellen Walker. Today on the show... GM sees EVs becoming profitable by 2025. Stellantis locks in a new chip supplier, and Toyota is set to unveil its fifth-generation Prius. Plus, we'll hear from Nato founder and CEO Stefan Heck about how his company's AI cloud data platform can be used to crack down on drowsy driving for fleets. It's not about, you know, ratting you out to your boss. It's really about warning you in real time as you're about to fall asleep or as you're looking at your phone and something dangerous comes up. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. General Motors plans to tell investors that the company expects its electric vehicle program to be profitable by 2025. That's the same year it's targeting sales of a million battery powered cars. People familiar with the matter told Bloomberg that CEO Mary Barra will outline the plan at GM's Investor Day on Thursday to show how the automaker can cover investments for battery plants and assembly and build the Ultium battery program's margins. Executives also plan to detail GM's push to go from selling just about 44,000 EVs at a loss this year in the U.S. to profitably becoming one of the nation's biggest EV producers. Stellantis has a deal with Infineon for a multi-year supply of silicon carbide semiconductors. The automaker has signed a non-binding memorandum of understanding with the German chipmaker. Under the agreement, Infineon will reserve production capacity and will supply the chips directly to Stellantis suppliers. Infineon says well over a billion dollars worth of chips could be involved. The company says the chips would be meant for electric vehicles under the Stellantis brands. Toyota plans to reveal the fifth-generation Prius Hybrid on Wednesday in an online video. No information was given ahead of the unveil apart from teaser pictures, one of which included the inscription, Hybrid Reborn. The Prius was Toyota's first global hybrid model when it launched in 1997, and the car went on to become a trailblazer for the fuel-saving properties of electrified drivetrains. Toyota has since deployed hybrid powertrains across the majority of its vehicles, though that has contributed to sales of the Prius sagging in recent years. U.S. sales of the Prius plunged 44% to fewer than 30,000 vehicles through October this year. The automaker withdrew the Prius from Europe entirely this year after selling just over 2,000 of them in 2021. That's according to figures from market analyst Data Force. And Toyota joins GM as the top performers in the latest Rainbow Push Coalition Automotive Diversity Scorecard. The scorecard judged 12 automakers on their commitment to improving diversity in employment, advertising, marketing, procurement, dealers, and philanthropy. The organization released the scorecard today during its Global Automotive Summit in Detroit. The group founded by Reverend Jesse Jackson Sr. said it hopes several companies still lacking diversity equity and inclusion officers follow through on plans to install them in the year ahead. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, GM planning to tell investors their EV program will be profitable in 2025. Do you think it's possible? Hmm. That's the big question, right? You know, it's so hard to tell because we just don't know the volumes. We don't know what has gone into the investments exactly. 
And of course, what we really don't know is what the price of lithium is going to be <laughs> two or three years out, but it's the right plan. You've got to have a plan to be profitable by the time you're going to start selling millions a year, a million or more a year, because those losses are going to add up in a hurry. So it'll be really interesting to hear what Mary Barra and her team has to say about how they're going to contain their costs and, and improve pricing as, as they ramp up scale. That should be interesting. Uh, coming up, we'll hear how one company is helping fleets cut down on drowsy driving and other risky behaviors with its AI platform. That's next on Daily Drive. Slight Money is a weekly roundup of the most important stories from the world of business and finance. Hosted by Felix Salmon, Elizabeth Spires, and me, Emily Peck. Confused by crypto? Can't keep up with the metaverse? Wondering why the price of just about everything keeps rising? The Slate Money podcast is here for you. Listen to Slate Money every Saturday morning, wherever you get your podcasts. Some dealers say it's not worth taking a trade they won't retail. They say if it doesn't fit their brand, they'd rather pass. Cox Automotive says now you can easily see the profit in any trade and never risk losing that new customer. Introducing Upside by Cox Automotive, the only way to wholesale that turns that old wisdom upside down. Every vehicle you place in the Upside digital auction is backed by our guaranteed minimum price, so you never risk a loss. And when a vehicle sells for more than our guarantee, you keep the lion's share of the Upside. It's a one-of-a-kind auction that gives you an alternative to accepting wholesale losses, and it's built on the principles of the country's top-performing wholesale sellers, so your vehicles have the best possible chance to get bids and get bought. Dealers taking advantage of Upside's game-changing policies are already saying yes to more trades and making more money, all while never risking a loss. Sound too good to be true? Visit TakeTheUpside.com now to learn more. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker. Last week was the National Sleep Foundation's Drowsy Driving Prevention Week. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says about 100,000 crashes each year are primarily caused by drowsy driving resulting in more than 71,000 injuries. AAA Foundation for Traffic Safety attributes 6,400 traffic deaths each year to drowsy driving. It's also a big problem for fleet operators, their drivers, and their bottom lines. To help make fleets and streets safer, the AI company Nauto is using its cloud data platform to cut down on drowsy driving and other risky driving habits. I recently spoke with Nauto's founder and CEO, Stefan Heck, Here's our conversation. Stefan Heck, welcome to Daily Drive. Thank you. Great to be here. We're well, glad to have you. So uh, last week, uh, it was uh, Drowsy Driving Prevention Week. And I think it's one of these scenarios that has afflicted so many of us as drivers over time. And uh, maybe it gets worse statistically, you know, when the clock changes or I don't know, I've been traveling, so uh, my body clock's a little all, all out of whack anyway. But it really is kind of insidious. You know, I think as Americans and a lot of people in the developed world, right, we, we have caffeine, we have lights, we have all these stimulus and uh, demanding jobs and we push ourselves and then uh, we get tired. Some of us are in sort of a chronic sleep deprivation. How do you look at the overall problem of, of maybe drowsiness in general, but especially when we're, you know, operating large, powerful vehicles? Yeah, drowsiness is a huge problem. You know, we see uh, a lot of different driving risks uh, with our technology, trying to help drivers stay safe and and correct and avoid dangers. 
Drowsiness tends to be the third or fourth largest problem while driving. The number one is usually distraction, mostly caused by cell phones. Uh, but drowsiness is right up there as one of the next biggest problems. What's interesting about drowsiness is it's not very evenly distributed. There's a few drivers within each fleet that we work with, for example, that, have dr that are drowsy a lot more often. Um, we see some fleet types are much more frequently affected by drowsiness than others. So it's very different from speeding, which almost everybody does some of the time, or uh, distraction, which again, most people won't admit they're distracted, but everybody's distracted some of the time while driving. Drowsiness really tends to be more specific. Explain a little about uh, your company, Nato. You're the CEO and, and founder. Uh, what does it do and, and how does it, uh, what is its role in addressing drowsy driving on America's roads or on the world's roads? Yeah. I founded Nato specifically to solve uh, driving risks and, and avoid collisions. Um, our system uses uh, similar computer vision and AI capabilities to what you see in autonomous cars, but we never take control away from the driver. We're there to assist and help the driver and stay safe. So we effectively uh, coach and warn the driver, uh, warn if there's an imminent collision risk, you're about to hit something or someone, or you've fallen asleep, you're about to run off the road. Um, and coaching comes in the form of voice suggestions if you're taking some risk. Most risks drivers take without knowing they're taking a risk. You know, mo most of us aren't trying to be bad drivers. We just slip into bad habits. And uh, we work mostly with commercial fleets, about 800 globally. And uh, working with, in many cases, they're very large fleets, hundreds or even thousands of drivers. And giving them an ability to self-correct. It's not about, you know, ratting you out to your boss. Uh, it's really about warning you in real time as you're about to fall asleep or as you're looking at your phone and something dangerous comes up. So how big a, of a data set do you have? How many vehicles are out there using your system and, uh, and, and, and in what regularity? Yeah, it's, most of our fleets drive every single day. Uh, some drive, you know, five days a week. Some drive seven days. Uh, some even go in shifts where the vehicle's out with two different drivers. It's, as I said, hundreds of fleets, hundreds of thousands of vehicles. Uh, we cover about a billion and a half miles every year. Um, so it's a very significant number of risks. Uh, we've seen millions of risk events um, over the course of that. Um, and that's how we know, you know, distraction is the most frequent risk followed by things like speeding, drowsiness, and uh, you know, different kinds of turn behavior, running, running red lights, for example. So based on all your data, what do you find is in terms of the, the most common scenarios? When do people get drowsy? When does it creep up on them? Yeah, it's, it's things, some of which you've already mentioned, right? When we have a, a shift to daylight savings time and people's sleep habits get disrupted, if they've been out late the night before uh, and they come into work the next morning to drive, that's definitely, we see a lot of drowsiness early in the morning. We also see a lot of drowsiness if you're driving at night. So we have some fleets uh, who, as part of their job, are out delivering, for example. A lot of uh, grocery replenishment happens you know, between 4 a.m., 6 a.m. Uh, that's a very dangerous time period for drowsiness. For the average driver, Friday and Saturday night tends to be pretty bad. It's also, by the way, when you see drunken driving a lot, uh, Friday and Saturday nights, which we don't see as much drunken driving in commercial fleets, thankfully. But drowsiness is a, is a problem for both consumers and for commercial drivers. The other place we see it is we see that a small number of drivers in large fleets um, will have drowsiness issues. 
that can be, you know, something going on in their life, right? You have a new baby, you don't sleep much at night, uh, can be pretty innocent, can be a sign that you have sleep apnea or some kind of medical condition that's inhibiting your sleep. And so that's something that you see a few drivers in a large fleet will have issues like that. And then, then we need to make sure their employer is getting them the right help so they can be attentive while they're on the road. The last example may be a little more counterintuitive, but we see a lot of drowsiness in fleets where the, the drivers are not mainly drivers. They're mainly doing some other kind of job, and driving is really a way to get to a job site. And if that job site involves heavy manual labor, you know, real callus and, and work gloves kind of stuff, whether it's landscaping or construction or anything that involves heavy lifting, heavy strenuous work, we see those drivers get sleepy when they get back into the, usually it's a pickup truck, they get back into the pickup truck to go to the next site. So that's a dangerous moment for them. So when your system identifies uh, drowsiness behavior and alerts the driver, what do you want them to do? What should they do to make keep themselves safe? Do they need to take a caffeine pill or roll down the window? What, what, what do they need to do? Yeah, our, our main feedback is to pull over and take a break. You know, coffee break is a great idea, right? Go have a caffeine drink or a soda drink that's caffeinated. Uh, the, what you would say are, are kind of the bare minimum, right? If you've gotten the alert once, you can roll down the window, turn on the radio. You know, even things like singing, something that you're doing actively can also really help. If you've got a second person in the car having a conversation, anything that keeps you alert and awake uh, is good. If you're getting alert more than once, though, you really should pull over because even a 15-minute break uh, in fresh air, even if you don't have a coffee, can work wonders to, to refresh you. Yeah, big fan of you know pulling over, close my eyes, set the alarm for 15 or 20 minutes. If I can also drink a coffee or something right before that, my daughter showed me a video. It's like while you're napping, the coffee, the caffeine kicks in. So you wake up from your little nap and you're caffeinated. You can kind of really uh, jumpstart it. Have you seen anything like that? Do you believe in the coffee nap? I believe that the, the breaks, you know, with or without coffee, they really do work. We don't have any way to measure how much coffee you ingested. So, <laughs> that so don't, you don't have the don't data. Know. Right. Fair enough. Direct correlation. Good science. Okay. I, I, believe, I appreciate that. I will tell you that drowsy driving is much riskier than people think. People think, oh, I can power through it. I'll just focus a lot. You know, they grip the steering wheel. Th those things don't really work. You really have to make sure your attention gets raised. So that's why these active singing, listening to something on the radio that's engaging you, those things work. But most people would say, well, it's a little bit dangerous. You know, I'll give you an example. Um, speeding a little bit actually isn't very dangerous. It's a very modest increase as long as you're not overtaking people and, you know, going 90 miles per hour in a 30 mile per hour zone. That would be extremely dangerous. But speeding the usual 5, 10 miles over the speed limit isn't actually very dangerous. Tailgating gets more dangerous. By the time you're one second behind the vehicle in front of you, it's eight times more dangerous than normal driving. Distraction is about two times normal driving risk. If you start dialing and using your phone, it can be 20, 30 times normal driving risk. But drowsiness, if you're really getting to the later stages where your eyes are closed for multiple seconds at a time, you can be talking 200 times normal driving risk. So you are really taking your life into your own hands and then particularly if you're in an environment where even a slight error in your lane will make you hit a concrete barrier or a building or some kind of object, that's where things get really dangerous. You're, you're, you're at risk of causing grave harm to yourself or to somebody else. Can you share, I mean, how much does the, the equipment that, that your system works with, I mean, what, do, what does that cost? Is, I would assume that's 
probably more than I'm going to get in, you know, and the, the, the average consumer is going to get in a, you know, F-150 or a, a RAV4. There are some sort of built-in systems. I think I, I think it's Hyundai maybe, but some that will have like a little coffee cup that'll pop up to say, hey, you're driving in the manner of a drowsy person. Uh, maybe you better pull over. Yeah, the coffee cup's a very basic system. You're usually just looking at, are you still steering left and right? Um, and it'll warn you. Some of them are just pure time-based. So we, we provide a lot earlier warning, a lot more accurate warning. Our system, right now, we don't sell directly to consumers. We only work with commercial drivers. Um, but it's a couple hundred dollars to put the hardware in, and then it's a couple hundred dollars per year in subscription. But usually you make back way more than that in terms of loss reduction savings on your insurance. So many insurance companies will give you a 15% discount for putting our, our capable technology in the vehicle. And that more than covers the hardware and a good portion of your subscription. Very interesting. Okay, one last thing before I let you go. You know, you've got all this data pretty real time. You've been doing this for a while. Have you seen any changes in the patterns during or since the pandemic? Of course, we saw a lot of changes in the in what the roads were like. There were a lot fewer people driving. Then we saw a lot more really reckless driving uh, among the few people out there. Now we've got a lot of people out there and a lot of reckless driving. Um, but from from your system, what what kind of observations do, do you have, if any? Yeah, we saw a big increase in speeding that's been well reported on uh, with fewer cars on the road. People were speeding more. We've not actually seen a big change in drowsiness, uh, again, except for people who are working more night shifts, uh, which some people did because there were you know, crunches in supply chain with delivery. So in that case, they, we saw drowsiness in those particular uh, drivers and fleets. The other big increase we saw throughout the pandemic, but is continuing even now, is increases in drowsiness. Drowsiness is getting, in uh, distraction, I apologize, distraction is just getting worse and worse on the roads. Fair enough. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time, Dr. Stefan Heck, CEO and founder of Nauto, the AI company that studies driver safety. Thank you so much for being with me today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Jamie. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Automotive News coordinating producer Jake Neer for his help on today's podcast. You can get the latest news on traffic safety technology, electrification, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Come back tomorrow for a preview of this week's L.A. Auto Show. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. 